Hi guys, welcome back to your favorite podcast, Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta. And today I have a wonderful indie brand with me, which is so phenomenal because their range of products is so extraordinary. I mean, there really is something here for everybody. And also, I just love how everything is based in this wonderful, holistic approach to skincare, skin health, um, and just overall wellness, really. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the founder of Buffalo Gal Organic skincare, Cassia Cummings. Welcome to the show, Cassia. I'm so excited to host you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's it's wonderful to host you. I, I'm so excited to learn about the brand. I love the name and I can't wait to um, really learn about how you created the line. I mean, can you walk us down memory lane and maybe tell us a little bit about your background and um, what led up to the creation of the brand? Absolutely. Uh, So I am a medicinal chemist by trade. So I was in the industry for a little while and um, really thought I was going to save the world, um, finding anti-cancer drugs and things like that. And um, ended up uh, getting married, having children, leaving the profession for a little while. And um, but chemistry was always in my heart. It was always there. And my younger daughter, started getting contact dermatitis on her hands um, and from hand sanitizer. So I was like, I can do something, you know, I'm sure I can make something to help her. And that's when the research started. And that was 12 years ago. And it's very cliche. It was more like I made my first lotion and um, the sky opened and the angels sang um, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it seems funny, but it really was that moment of where I'm like, oh, this is what I need to be doing. Yeah, so I love yeah. that though. That's not cliche. That's <laughs> amazing. And you know what? That's how science should be applied. So I really applaud you for that. That's amazing, Kathleen. Honestly, because here's the thing: science. We all think that we, all scientists, all of us were, you know, I'm in the same boat. I was mm-hmm. like that when I went into medicine, I was like, I'm going <laughs> to cure cancer. I'm going to cure everything. So I get you, you know, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that you actually um, took it in your own hands and said, no, this is my child. I have to take care of this. And that's beautiful to me. So I want to talk about, you know, I mean, the line has some amazing products and, you know, so what really led to the creation of the products um, as they are, you know, did you realize like, I want to pivot in a certain direction? Were you influenced by what the consumer base needed? How did that work for you as a chemist, especially? Well, it really was a combination, I think, of everything. Um, You know, over the past few years, we all have gone through some challenging times with COVID and things like that. And I already had a brick and mortar established business and, you know, skincare was really my focus. And as I went into more holistic venues, you know, I became more holistic myself. I started researching natural products. I started looking at adaptogens, you know, and and it's funny because, I have, um, I created a tea line as well. So I want an organic tea line for health on the inside, health on the outside with skincare. And my research into different types of mushrooms and adaptogens really is what led me to the uh, latest iteration with our magic mushroom line. Knowing the benefits of everything that was happening on the inside, I knew I could apply it on the outside for, for skincare. I love that. No, I love that. And I, I've heard really great things about um, mushroom extract. Uh, actually, it's it's been very interesting to bring that up, you know, um, and I'm glad to see it happening in skincare because especially if, um, with you as being a chemist, you know, um, 
very early on, I, I remember I'd done some research on just natural extracts and like, you know, how they work with like serious, serious bacterial strains, you know, and one of them was like mycobacterium and mushroom was like a huge, you know, uh, mushroom extract was like huge in that paper because it cleared up like mycobacterium, which everyone listening, it's very hard to clear that bacteria. So, mm-hmm. you know. It's very cool that you're working with that. Um, now, how does it work for you? Like, you know, I have so many questions, right? Because <laughs> I'm a chemist here and I'm, I'm going to take advantage of that. So I want to learn, like, how does the process work for you in the lab? You know, when it comes to, like, formulating, um, do you sit down and, like, y- you know your ingredients from the beginning? Or do you just, like, play around for a little bit and see what works? Like, how, do, how does that whole process uh, proceed for you? Um, well, and there are moments that I have researched and researched and researched, and then there are moments that it's it's a very intuitive process where I'm like, oh, that would be really great together because X, Y, and Z. So I really think that it's it's a little bit of both, um, being able to use, um, it, really looking into what this, the makeup of certain items have, like the mushrooms, their adaptogens, they can work in so many different ways. And, you know, I started to look at that, and then I'll look at okay, so what plays nice in the sandbox with this? And, you know, what am I trying to achieve? Am I trying to achieve skin health? Am I trying to create something that treats acne or create something, you know, et cetera. So you really start to look at what pieces and parts work well together. And then you go into the lab and then it's, um, you know, obviously it's, it is trial and error, but it's not trial and error. You know, there are certain uh, tried and true things that you need to do in order to make certain things. But um, sometimes it is one of those moments that I'm lying in bed and I have this dream and I'm like, oh, maybe I should do this. Yeah. And that's how it happens. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. That's really cool. I like that. No, I really like that. And, you know, it's, and, and the reason I asked you, because we're in this world of like, you know, celebrity founded skincare brands and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not a believer in them at all. And I, I think that, you know, when I speak to someone like you who was trained, you're a trained chemist and, you know, that's more intriguing to me, you know, because you're trained for this, your mind is trained for it. And so the process of how you create products, the process of how you create formulas, that is what skincare is all about, in my opinion, because that's what creates results, you know? So that's really cool. I love that. Um, Thank you. Uh, I want to I talk about some of the cool products you have because you have a lot of really, really interesting, um, you know, things. And I and I think that for everyone listening, it's very interesting to see how brands are now approaching certain products that we all think are like necessary in our routine. Like, for example, you know, hyaluronic acid, right? Everyone mm-hmm. wants hyaluronic acid, but there's so many different ways to apply it. So I want to... Um, kind of dive into some things i know that you have a like a clear skin line which is um spray based like i noticed there are two sprays like how like i love that you know can you talk about that a little bit like the stay matte um Mm -hmm. i really want to learn more about that one absolutely um you know that uh those products actually have um uh fermented chia in there and um you know we talk about different types of natural ingredients Um, our mantra is skin science and beauty, skin health, science from nature and beauty for all. And so, you know, I try to think about like, you know, what is my consumer needing and what are they looking for? Like you just said, um, I use fermented chia in those products uh, and some have hyaluronic acid as well, but the fermented chia helps to absorb oil on the face without creating a film. 
And that's usually a challenge for someone who has oilier skin or acneic skin because the oil will harbor any of the bacteria, which causes further breakouts, et cetera. So if you can balance that oil production on the skin, it's it's just more beneficial. And, and part of the reason too, we use hyaluronic acid because you mentioned that hyaluronic acid is in the actual um, serum along with the fermented chia and ferulic acid to help for hyperpigmentation, hydration, to balance the skin out and bring it back into health. Love that. That's so cool. I love the chia seed concept. Oh my gosh. Like that mm-hmm. makes sense. And you know, we learned about, I know everyone listening, like you guys have heard of chia, especially with like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like supplements that we take, you know, especially like uh, for, um, uh, you know, shakes and stuff. They always mm-hmm. have that ingredient, but to see it in skincare, that is really cool. That's really cool stuff. Chia is amazing. It it actually helps reduce inflammation within the skin. It helps the skin to balance out. It is very nutritive to the skin. And, you know, uh, gosh, we could go on and on about it, but <laughs> it just, it's one of those things you would think. And it's, you when you start to look at what we put in our bodies for food and you start to adapt it to skincare, you really start to see some amazing benefits because what it's doing for the inside is doing for the outside as well. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's a brilliant statement. And I completely agree with you. I think that there can be, you know, so much can be learned, especially, you know, what intrigues me about, uh, you know, ingestibles uh, versus topical skincare is that exactly what you said, because people are like, oh, well, you know, you, you're supposed to take this systemically, which I've always, you know, I've always believed in that. But at the same time, there are certain things like, you know, that you can put on top of your skin and it's going to interact in very similar fashion. So that's mm-hmm. very cool. You said that now. Okay. So moving on, I actually want to also learn about your deep clean line because this is a very cool um, concept because, you know, what caught my eye was that you have a milk cleanser, which I love milk cleansers for everyone listening. I love them, but this one is so cool because you've got charcoal in there. So please tell me about how that works and the whole concept behind that. (laughs) Well, you know, charcoal is amazing because it it acts like a magnet to pull dirt and grime off of your face. And one of the reasons we decided to make a milk versus something that was a traditional gel cleanser was that we didn't want you to have a high surfactant load in the cleanser because that pulls too much oil off of your face, shifting the balance of of your acid mantle and your microbiome on your face. So we wanted something that was effective where you can actually pull any of the dirt out of, out of your pores and loosen up your makeup. And we, and we do an oil cleanser in conjunction with that as well. But, um, and then allow it to not leave your skin feeling stripped. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we all dehydrate. We talked about hyaluronic acid just two seconds ago. And, you know, we produce that naturally inside of us, but, you know, our skin is our largest organ. And it is the last to receive all the nutrients of what we put inside our body. So, you know, that, that milk helps to really retain that moisture level on your face, which is huge. I think people are so used to the, let's have a squeaky clean tight face. And that's such a misconception. I think you're doing yourself more damage than good. I 100% agree with you. I absolutely 100% agree because, you know, when I first discovered milk cleansers, it was life-changing for me because I was exactly what you just said. I was feeling that. I was like, I hate how my face feels. <laughs> it's like, literally, like, I feel like all of the good stuff has been sucked out of my face and now I have to, like, go with the extra mile to put it right back in. And that's not the feeling you want, <laughs> you know, so. No, it's marketing is what it is. Yep. 
hundred percent. Yes, you said it, man. That's marketing, and that's that's one of the biggest reasons I I think you know for my podcast, I find it to be very important to invite on people who know what they're talking about like you you know because marketing is the reason why we all have terrible skin right now why people with acne on reddit are still posting on reddit saying hey i have acne i've had it for about 15 years now how can i do this like i can't tell you how many times i go on there and i'm like oh my god just what are you doing you know So, yes. Uh, total tangent. I know total tangent, but yes, I I 100% agree with you. Now, one thing I want to ask you, especially as an entrepreneur and a scientist, is how has that been for you? Because I find it to be very difficult. I think a science-minded individual, we think differently, right? We think like I, I feel like there's a whole different mindset, and so to combine that with business, I don't know. I've had hurdles, and I would love to hear about your journey in that regard and just how that's been for you overall. I appreciate you in every way because I totally get where you're coming from as well, because, you know, that sciencey mind that we have, you know, I know for me, I want to be in the lab doing something. I want to be creating, I want to be solving problems. Right. But then on the business side, you know, you have to switch into that whole different mindset and, you know, I, maybe I'm lucky because I, I, I have to have creativity in my life. So I think maybe I'm a little more midbrain balanced and that I have to have a little bit of that for myself. So I enjoy some of the social media things and creating um, different types of informational products for our customers. But you really have to, it's like switching from one mode to the other. I think it's, I think you just have to find the right way that works for you. And if you cannot find someone that can be that creative aspect for you, like, you know, like you have to find someone if you can't do that for yourself. And I think that was like, that's the biggest thing for me is like, I've had to outsource certain things because I just, you just can't, it's just not part of who I'm made to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. And it's also like, you know, I feel like with a science-minded individual, we think of things in a very, like, I think, structured format. And I think with business, like you had mentioned marketing before, like, I find marketing to be very unstructured. And it's like, I, mm-hmm. it's almost like a giant mess. And that's why I asked you, because I was like, gosh, I just, you know, I struggle with this every day as well. It's like, how can you get people to understand that there's, there's logic in what we're doing? You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. not it's not trends it's logic and that is the selling factor here that's the marketing you know what I mean so that's why I asked you (laughs) yeah and and it really is and I, I love that how you said that that it's logic behind it and sometimes you know when we're you know speaking with customers whether they're online or they're you know in our brick and mortar it's like you have to unteach them what they've been taught by marketing. So how do you translate that logical sense? Say, hey, this is really what happens. This is what happens to the skin. This is why we do this versus you're going to look 30 years younger, you know, and it's, yeah, yeah. It, and it's, it's a struggle sometimes because people don't want to believe you, but when you tell them the truth, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, they're like, what, what is that? What do you mean? But I, I think that's a big challenge. I think we'll have that for a little while, but people are changing their, their thought processes, I would say, because they want natural and they want something that's not so toxic. So they're a little more open-minded, I think now. Oh, I, I love that you said that. And I think it's definitely like an enlightening moment for a lot of people when they realize, like, wait a minute, what? I can't <laughs> run my skin by 40 years. Oh my God. <laughs> 
you know and it's funny it's really well it's not funny but it's it's ironic you actually bring that up because I had interviewed Dr. Sobel and he said the same thing he was like when people come into my practice I literally have to explain to them like listen I can make you look great for your age but if you're expecting me to do procedures on you and make you look 20 years younger that's just not physiologically possible and you know people need to come to that realization like you need to really kind of have realistic expectations is my point you know yeah for sure and I and I think sometimes people don't want that because they expect that miracle and I always tell them if I if I could do that I would be a gazillionaire and you wouldn't even be talking to me (laughs) you know but I just I love that there are so many people that want that reality you know so many practitioners that are like no this is the reality and this is what we can do so that's great 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Now, one of the, okay, so I want to go back to your products because they're just so fascinating and I love all of them. Um, I want to talk about the Skin Renew Pumpkin Perla uh, Restorative Serum. Now, this is a really intriguing product to me. I would love for you to talk about the, um, the you know, just the vision behind it and why you chose pumpkin uh, and the seed, the specific seed oils for this. Sure. Um, pumpkin is really, it's, it's high in uh, omega fatty acids And it also has, it's one of those oils that is more on the drier side. So what I mean by that is that if you have skin that is a little more oil prone, you'll still be able to use it. Even though it has a heavier viscosity, you'll still be able to use it because it has a natural exfoliating action to it. So it's good for any skin type. Um, especially I would say even skin that's dehydrates a lot because it'll help keep the skin balanced, which is why I look at it. My, you know, when I put something together, it's more about what's the problem and how am I going to help solve that? So using pumpkin and then the perilla seed, that too is incredibly high um, in antioxidants and it is, it's humectant in nature, even though it is an oil and it allows the skin to um, really almost like take a break and relax, if that makes any sense. And yeah, um, yeah and we, we usually bring it out right around this time. I know it's, it's very basic of us to be pumpkin season, but um, it is an oil that I would recommend to use more towards the fall and the winter because the skin dehydrates faster. And because of the viscosity of those oils, it actually creates a barrier. It's an occlusive. So it'll help lock the natural hydration into your skin without having to do anything extra. I love that. And I love like even like, you know, for everyone listening, if you go onto the website, which is by the way, uh, buffalogalskincare.com and you actually go through and read and, you know, because, you know, they've got an amazing website it's like so organized and like you can read all the ingredients like there's like a page with just all the products and the ingredients and if you read it you know it's even like you know you describe it as as there's a plumping effect which I love that you said that instead of saying <laughs> it's gonna diminish fine lines and wrinkles no it's not it's plump it's gonna plump and that's really what we want to do which is you know it's a very interesting scientific concept where people think that you know fine lines and wrinkles you're just gonna get rid of them no that's not how your skin works you know oh, it's yeah. it's literally like indentation occurs because of loss of material on the deeper levels and so when you can put something like you know hydration in there it's going to help lift overall all the layers causing you to look like you don't have as many wrinkles so i love that you put that in there you know um and i and i actually encourage you if possible to make this a mask because i'm a huge mask fanatic so yeah funny you should say that we do have a pumpkin uh pumpkin mask that comes out right about this time of the year as well so 
Perfect. That's great. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to definitely check that one out because I, I really love masks and I really believe in their, you know, their power for renewal of skin. They work great for me. So (laughs) I love masks too. Yep. (laughs) So, you know, just kind of going back to like the overall idea, I, I really actually, you know, there's one topic and I, since I have you with me, I, I want to get your opinion on this because I products are the hardest in my opinion for me to get behind there's so many brands and there's so many eye creams i can't even wrap my head around it but when it comes to the chemistry of it all i really want to learn from you what is it that we should be looking for in an eye cream or an eye serum um especially you know you mentioned this time of year this is when our skin starts getting drier so it, you know, the eye area, especially for men also, you know, men have a huge problem with this area. So I want to mm-hmm. get your take on this, Kathleen. Like, what are the things we need to look for in eye care products? Well, I've always I've always felt that you shouldn't be using a million products. I love products that are multitasking. And um, in our eye cream, we call it eye correct. That in itself has it has multifunctional layers, meaning It has vitamin C for brightening and for collagen stimulation. It has hyaluronic acid to help hydrate the eye orbital area. It has probiotics to strengthen the skin around the area so that the skin has more resiliency. And then it has caffeine for puffing and depuffing and brightening, and as well as some cucumber extract. So it's it's not about having something that is, A, it shouldn't be too heavy because the eye area is definitely the skin is thinner there. Um, you know, and you're putting it right around your eye. So you want to make sure that you're not putting something in there that'll irritate the eye. Um, but you want to make sure that you're using really soluble ingredients that allow it to penetrate and yet keep that whole area soft looking, which is really a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting Mm -hmm. that you said that because I mean, you know, I always find it to be intriguing, like, you know, with eye products, it's like, yeah, if they don't sink in, it's like, you're Mm going to cause more problems. You're going to have milia and you're going to have all this stuff come out. So yeah, I mean, I don't think people understand that, especially brands. I mean, there's so many brands out there that have eye creams and I've tried, trust me, I've tried them. And it's like, I don't want a film sitting around my eyes. Like that's just defeating the purpose in my opinion. So you just validated that. That's, that's very interesting. Absolutely. One of our, the biggest things for that eye cream for us is that people will use it and because it's more, it's natural based, right? So, you know, it's not that quick fix and we're not about the quick fix. We're about sustainability and long-term effects and they'll use it. And then they'll run out or they stop using it and they try something else and then they come back and buy it because then they see that it was actually doing something, but it was very subtle. You don't want something that's going to make you look like you're surprised 24 seven. You want yourself to look natural, just better. Yes. I love that though. I love that you said that because honestly, subtlety is the name of the game when it comes to anything healthy, you know, it's Mm-hmm. I, I always try to I always try to tell people, you know, medicine and the body and the way that physiology works is not this like drastic approach. If your body drastically corrects anything, you usually go into a coma just for everyone. No skincare coma for us. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, you know, when people are like, you know, obsessed with that instant gratification, I'm just I'm just nodding my head like, oh my God, why? Why? <laughs> So I love I love that you mentioned that and the subtlety is you know the beauty of skincare in my opinion. Um, I want to actually ask you you know from 
a chemistry standpoint of just, you know, when it comes to the products that you see, where, you know, do you see some white spaces, like as a chemist, like in the skincare space that I think you think overall we should be addressing as an industry? Because I feel like products pop up, right? Like everyone's like, oh, now you need a neck cream. Now you need a, you know, like a boob cream. Like now you need this. <laughs> but it's like, as a chemist, like, do you feel like there are certain things that you can just use and it doesn't matter where you apply them? You know what? And it's kind of funny because I, as much as I make the products and, you know, I have a lot, you could tell by looking at the website, I'm a very simple person when it comes to skincare. I don't do 5 million steps. I am, you know, does this product work here? Does this product work here? You know, you can use any of the face creams and use them, use it around the eye, except maybe for one that's like a little bit heavier. You know, you can use it on your neck. I, I always encourage my clients to use things around the neck. So, I think multitasking, and maybe this is just a selfish way for me because this is how I create. I feel if the industry was a little bit more about, hey, you can use this serum over here because it has X, Y, and Z. And, you know, allowing the consumer to actually think about, you know, maybe I don't need 30 products. Maybe I only need five. And allowing that to actually balance that out and, and change that message a bit because we don't need that many products. Your skin can only accept so much. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You can't oversaturate it. It makes no right. sense. That you, yeah. you're wasting money. So it's it's more about creating those those products that can be used in multitasking ways. And I think that I think that it would be really amazing um, if that message could get out. Absolutely. I love that. No, I love that you said that because honestly, it's it's more of you know efficacy versus just you know. Mm-hmm of stuff you have on your shelf, you know, and it doesn't make any sense to me. And I and I actually applaud you because your line is very, yes, you have a lot of products, but I feel like every single product has this immense, you know, purpose behind it. It has a real targeted approach. And I think that is what, you know, really draws me to brands such as yours, because, you know, with all of the hype around celebrity brands, all the hype around these like giant you know, budget brands, I al- always see redundancies in their products. And I'm like, why do you keep doing this? <laughs> like, why do you keep making this kind of stuff that's just confusing consumers even more? You know, it just makes me so mad. Sure. And same thing with us, you know, when you're creating something and, you know, and I look at other brands because, you know, there are a lot of wonderful brands that we play nice in the sandbox with, I say, you know, um, but then you start looking at some of these other things and you're going like, but, but that's the same thing. Why'd you just, you know, it's, it's, it's just marketing in, in my opinion. So yeah, I think it's frustrating for somebody, you know, that's starting out and trying to create skincare or even brands that have been around for a while to create that message without having that ton of overlap. No, I, I completely agree with you, you know, and, and one thing I want to actually ask you, because you guys are organic based, you have wonderful, wonderful ingredients. I want to learn about that from your perspective as a, especially, you know, as a scientist, because organic is the name of the game right now. You know, it's, it, everyone wants organic ingredients. They want things to be, you know, as natural as possible. So how has that been for you in terms of formulation, in terms of the science, you know, have you had run into like any problems or has it been actually easier? Um, I think that it's a, it's a little more difficult in the sense that, you know, there are certain ways to formulate, for example, like you're making an emulsion, you have to have an oil base and a water and something, blah, 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 blah. Um, but like, you know, organic products, you're using whole plant materials. And if you don't want to degrade that plant material, you know, there's temperature, um, 
you know, uh, considerations so that you're not breaking down the plant material. Um, you know, you want to make, make sure you're creating synergies between the plant materials that you're using and organic. Um, so I think that that can pose a little bit of a challenge. Um, you're not using things. Oh, I actually, I have an example um, for like makeup for pressed powder. One of the things we don't do, we don't use silicones at all in our products. And how do you create that slip? You know, yep. most powders have that silky slip type of feel because you need it to glide on the skin. So what do you do? You, you're not going to use a silicone, right? So mm. it, finding those products that will mimic the the feel of what consumers are used to, I think that's been a big challenge. You know, we found something that had, it was actually, again, for another fermented chia and fermented beetroot combination that actually feels like a silicone and it's all natural. We love fermented. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen that, like in our products between fermented and mushrooms, that's our jam. But yeah. I think that's, that's where you, when you go into that organic realm, you're not just looking at what's commercially available in every single, you know, place. You're looking for things that are alternatives and substitutes so that you're actually giving the consumer experience the direction it needs and having the science and the safety that goes along with it. So I think that's that's more of a challenge when you formulate on the, you know, clean spectrum of organic and plant-based, et cetera. That's so interesting. Wow. I didn't know, like, you know, that's, especially with the silicone aspect, that's really, really cool to me that you brought that up. I I find that to be very intriguing because, yeah, silicone was, um, I think when everybody started hating on silicone, it was all, all almost like, Brands were like, well, we can't really do anything about that. So we're just going to keep using it. <laughs> yeah, but there's nothing available. So you have to find things that are available. And that's where the research comes in and, and you know, not compromising, I think, you know, not making something just to make that money. You're, you're trying to make something that's good for somebody. So and I guess yeah. that's our viewpoint. We want to make sure that it's healthy for you inside and out. And, you know, we don't want to increase your toxic load. We want you to not have that toxic load because we all put on, you know, between cleanser and makeup and hair and whatever, how many products are we using in a day? So it was imperative for us to make sure that, you know, we we found those alternatives. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I love that. And for everyone listening, by the way, um, you know, the website, if you go to the website, there is an entire section where it's makeup. So you have a blush, you have the pressed powder foundation, there's, um, you know, uh, bronzer there's a bb cream so definitely check that part out as well i feel like the next step in beauty is to have skincare lines that are founded by individuals like yourself kathleen to make makeup as well because i really really believe in that i think that if you can make good skincare you can make you know you can make makeup <laughs> <laughs> and makeup's hard actually there are a lot there are a lot of challenges just you know like i was saying before so, um, yeah, that, that's been, that's been a hard part in my, in my journey is making sure that that whole area is, is good. Well, I, I love that you've done it and I love that you've, you know, taken on the challenge and you've brought us products to start with. And I can't wait to see like all the great things you guys do. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan. I think everyone who checks out your line is going to be a huge fan. You know, you, like I said, everybody go check out the whole line, you know, again, go to buffalogalskincare.com and really, really go through the website. It's a wonderful website. It's so informative. All the products are so cool. I mean, just reading about them is going to make you just be like, oh my gosh, yes, that's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> 
promise you, you know, and you know, one thing I want to really commend you on, Kathleen, is the pricing and the accessibility that you've maintained here with such excellent formulations. That is something that is so near and dear to my heart. I hate seeing brands that are like $105 for, you know what I mean? Like a little mm -hmm. bottle of serum. I hate that because that's that's really a barrier for all of us. You know, you can't have good skin if you can't afford it, you know, afford the product. So yeah. For sure. And it's funny when I look at products, you know, because like we talked about, you know, you look at other people's formulations and you go what's and you see what's in there and you're like, really? That's $105. <laughs> so oh, oh, it's ridiculous. It's like unnecessary. And honestly, um, I think anyone who has any sort of a background in and especially in science and you know, understanding this stuff, you can tell that it's like completely unnecessary. So I'm I'm not a believer in the $150 serum. I'm a believer in efficacy and just things that work. And I think this, your line is a shining example of that. And I really urge everybody, go check them out, buy up the whole brand because <laughs> you'll love it. Um, and yeah, so much, Kathleen. This has been so wonderful hosting it. Oh, I totally appreciate uh, spending this time with you. And uh, I appreciate you. I love your podcast. I've been listening for, for quite some time. So I'm honored to be with here with you today. Thank you so much. This means the world to me. And everyone listening, um, in addition to checking out the brand's website, I'm going to be tagging everything in the concept art for this episode. I would love for you guys to send in your comments, your questions. I'll definitely pass them to Kathleen's team and we will get some answers for you. But yeah, definitely let me know what you think about the brand. I can't wait to hear back from all of you. So thank you so much. Thank you.